Is that Pignol? I don't even know what you're talking about. No, I know you don't, but you should, because Led Zeppelin is the best that you used. Maybe trying to be really upset. I don't understand. You were telling me why I should even care. Hi, Pippa. Pippa makes too much noise. Who's the greatest singer ever? Ever, man. I didn't say that. I just said that Roger Waters, or not Roger Waters, he's great too, but Robert Plant is one of the best lyricists of all time. Robert Plant? Does he have a cousin named Bob Fern? He might. I don't know. They're English. That actually sounds like a real name. Bob Fern. Uh, yeah, Judge Bob Fern, we'll see you now. I mean, there's people with the last name Flay, so I mean... Bobby Flay. Exactly. Flay is What's she order? Bobby oh. Flay? Are you related to the people from Game of Thrones? The Boltons? The Flayed people? Because their sign was the Flayed Man? Sorry, I just thought that was kind of funny. That's ten cents. Alright. Sound Pish posh, pish posh. <laughs> Everybody, before we get started with We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast, we want to let you know that you are not alone in your mental health, that people are there for you. And if you are in a crisis situation, then we would like to offer you this resource it's suicideprevention.wikia.org. That's suicideprevention.wikia.org. That is the national, actually international, suicide prevention wiki. Started by Frank Warren, the founder of Post Secret. And the International Suicide Prevention Wiki, ISP Wiki, is a worldwide directory of suicide prevention hotlines, online chats, text lines, and resources. So if you're experiencing a crisis situation, stop listening to this podcast. We love you and you are more important. Remember, you are not alone because we are no Alamo. Matthew! Yo, 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 yo. How you doing today, Paige? I missed you last week. I know I missed you too. You know why I missed you? I don't know. Tell me why. Because we're fighting. I don't know about all that. Yes, you do. I don't want to talk on the air, but yes. Okay, It wasn't so the best week we ever had. It wasn't the best week. It wasn't um, the worst. And it wasn't the worst either. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Um, we it just didn't exactly broadcast it because be. it wasn't conducive to what we want to do. Nah. It just wasn't it wasn't right for the time and the frame and it just got a little bit too personal. It did. Um yeah. so this week we're starting over. Yeah. It's mental health mental health awareness week, y'all. Hello. So I hope y'all had a good week. Hope um you know that your employers or whatever, you know, were celebrating or at least bringing awareness, not celebrating, but like bringing awareness. I was wearing my green ribbon all week. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, it started being observed in May of 1949. Wow, really? Yas. I had no idea about May that. May is mental health awareness. Paige, bringing the history facts. I love it. I love facts, man. I love facts, too. Just, just check not, the facts. I'm just surprised you brought that one up. I love it. 
Well, that's what I'm trying to do with and this. And the fact that I didn't know it makes me a little embarrassed. Oh, well, I'm you're going to know a lot honest. later on that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you ready for a little trivia? I don't know. Your trivia usually gets me because it's a lot of celebrity stuff, but let's do this. Well, shout out to everybody who. Remember, I'm this. old, Paige is young. It works that way. Oh my way. gosh. <laughs> I'm a. I'm not old. Drink type. I'm 30. <laughs> I'm going to try to pretend that I know words. English is my only She language. does have a degree in English, y'all. I have. And I'm using y'all, and I'm not from Texas, so I should have to beat myself. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I need to, we need to make an, an intro for this trivia. Dun, 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 dun. Going through paper I can't control the volume of my voice. I'm in character. Okay, Matthew. In character! Let's... This week, the topics are, let's be real, myth or fact. Ooh. Would you look at that? Signs and symptoms. Treatment. Help a brother out. Celebrities with MI. So you have the choice between 100 points to 500 points for each of those topics. Which Ooh. one do you want to go with first? What was the second one again? Would you look at that? Signs Let's do that for 400. Okay. Would you look at that? Signs and symptoms for 400. What event is this describing? Sweating, nausea, trembling and numbness in the legs or hands, dizziness, hot or cold flashes, a feeling of tightness or pressure in the chest, hyperventilation, jelly legs or blurred vision can develop. Individuals may even feel like they are going to die of a heart attack. What event does this describe? I just said it. Panic attack. Been there, done that. Ah, uh, and for 400 points, you get panic attack, anxiety attack. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got taken to the hospital for that one time because I had that while driving. So, yeah, I know all about that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I parked at the 7-Eleven, walked inside, said, please call an ambulance, and um, fainted right there. Yeah, it was fun. Don't sugarcoat it. That doesn't sound fun at all. No, How did you get through that? Um, you just uh, do. Yeah. Ask any yeah. person with anxiety or yeah. depression, what do you do? You just do it. I don't get know. Through when, it. When, when the fire department showed up, because that's who showed up, not an ambulance, um, they thought I was having a heart attack or that I was on drugs. Mm-hmm. The first thought they said to me was like, hey, so have you taken any drugs? And I was like, I smoked a cigarette. An hour ago. And mm-hmm. they're like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm sober. And they're like, okay. They cut off my clothes. Made fun of my chest. That's <laughs> mean. They had to shave Unless it to put the pros on. <laughs> he does have a very great chest of hair. Okay. Of these celebrities, who has not been admitted to a psychiatric wait, wait, wait. institution over the past... No, we're continuing on. Of these celebrities, who has not been admitted to a psychiatric institution over the past year? Number one, Britney Spears. Number two, Heather Locklear. Over the three, past Ryan year. Ryan Reynolds for 300 points. Ryan Reynolds. Ah, oh, good job. Okay, so you got... I do keep up a little points. bit because of Paige. So, thank <laughs> okay. you, Paige. Um, final round. Oh, oh. Topics. Let's be real. Myth or fact. Would you look at that? Myth or fact. All right. Done and done. For how many points? 
Five hundred. Let's do. Let's, let's go. Go big. for it. Let's go big. It's my last get. Like my last question. So <laughs> oh go my gosh, big. It's a tear up to true or false. It's a good idea to start abusing substances when you find out you have an MI. <laughs> I promise, Virginia. Is that really a question you're asking me right now? <laughs> so it's a good idea to abuse substances when you find out. T you have or F. It's a good false. idea. Oh, you win. Boom, shenanigans. You actually did a really good job at this trivia this time around. First I'm time proud. for everything, right? I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Matthew, take it away. What do you want me to take away? Well, last week, um, we didn't broadcast. We had a very deep conversation about where we want, wanted to go and how we both felt about We Are No Alamo in general. And you took it upon yourself this week to, you know, make an effort because it's important to you too. And you have a little outline, so I'm excited to just kind of release you for the rest of the podcast. I don't know. What it's so hard for me to be interviewed too. So, or me to have an idea. <laughs> so I guess, so my idea today, a little I want to talk about is um, job search, right? Um, if you're unemployed or underemployed, how hard it can be, right? Yeah. It's, it's and I was let off. Yeah. Because I mean, like, for me personally, I'm, as a recruiter, someone who talks to people all day about positions, um, there's things that I think that I might be able to inform people about they don't understand or they don't want to hear. I think you're true. Or speak your truth. And so, you know, I mean, I talk to people all the time who have a lot of time, especially because of MI, because sometimes we think we need to inform people of things, right? And I just, no, no, we are in an open society or we try to be. And I guess it can be perceived as like unsolicited advice, right? And what I I love about it. I have a hard time with this too. I want to talk about this, but it's hard for me. Because I don't want to act like I'm telling people what they should yeah, do. Yeah, that's what great. That's what's great about this podcast, right? It's a medium for us to talk about your ideas and then yep. take it or leave it. We're not medical professionals. We're just recording in our um, living dining area, the dining area. Yeah, our our living room, dining room, our great room. If uh, we were back in the day, but like same thing. So, <clears throat> I guess like. What I want to say to everybody is like, the job search can be tough. Depending on where you are, what your what your aspirations are, it can be hard. And First graduation time, from college, it can be so tough. Especially depending on what your expectations are. And I think that's where we should really start is expectation setting, right? Mm-hmm. Especially from you, from a recruiter perspective, yeah. because you're more, I'm a realist. I'm like, I need to see the blue sky or else I'm going to go into this deep depression because yep. I'm not good enough for fucking anything. Yeah, right, and, and that's not true. That's not the it's facts. Not, it's not the facts. It's not the facts. The, we, but also, your realism sometimes are not the facts either. Let's get real. No, I'm well. I I I'm more on the line of be more cautious than be more verbose when it comes with to... with optimism, like I am. Yes, <laughs> um, I well, I am an optimist. I totally do not see a negative side in the longevity of lots of things, but I'm so been pushed into concretism and I shouldn't that's not a word so concretism if it's a word that'd be great let's add it to urban dictionary how do you spell it concretism oh my god if that's actually a word I'm gonna laugh my ass off concretism it's not concrete the inability to mix concrete yeah or being a pussy whipped I mean no sorry (laughs) I was making that (laughs) 
Hey, okay, watch so your mouth, let's get to the meat, baby. Let's get into it. So the long story short is like we need to when we're on the job search. So you say you got let go, like your company are downsized, you got let go for whatever reason, you know, and you're on the job hunt. There's so many things that can impact you, and I don't think a lot of people understand the way. I'm a t- I, I'm a recruiter, and as a headhunter, I look at it differently than actually like a company recruiter. Because there's two different kinds of recruiters for the most part. Can you explain the difference? Absolutely. Because it sounds like even in realty, it's commercial or yeah. in a home. Yeah. So there's there's two kinds of main recruiters out there. You're going to have your agency or private recruiters who are headhunters, executive search, things like that. So what they're doing is they're looking for a specific person who has specific skills for a job. When you are unemployed, that is the last person you really want to talk to. The main reason is unless you have a certain skill that they're calling you about, they're not going to be able to help you because they don't just have tons of jobs with their company. The recruiter? Yeah. Okay. So the recruiter will only have jobs that other companies are willing to pay them a lot of money for. Exactly. And I think that, number one, is the point that we're trying to make. Okay, this is... The foundation of what we're about to talk about yeah. um, in relation to MI and doing this job search because it's cutthroat. It's savage. You know, you've been doing it, it can for be extremely long, savage. You know? So how do you ask someone who might have been laid off, might de- be depressed, might be on FMLA, all that stuff? What would you tell them? But you can't. First of all, I would say. Don't talk about that. That sucks. And it's true. So. I mean, you can tell someone you let let go, your company downsized. That's okay. It's what I would say is, um, depending on what you're trying to do, don't dwell on it. Don't talk about it much. Talk more about what you're wanting to do. Um, but if what you're talking, value you would bring to your that value you can for bring, that position. But then again, also, when you're in that space... So the difference between like an agency recruiter or a headhunter or all the things people hear about, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like a person who works, I'm just going to say the name, like Amazon, a person who works directly for them. They're going to have very different viewpoints on the way they look at positions and people and what they're trying to do. So Because it's their business, it's business oriented, it's not about the person it, just it's yet. Not you about, haven't invested anything. Yep. And well, I think that's a hard well, realization for people. Well, I would also differ I would say differently. The agency recruiter is less about the individual and more about the job, but not in a bad way. They're trying to do something for an employer. When a person who works for the employer who's looking out, they're gonna have different like things they're looking for. Like for me, I now am not an agency recruiter. So I'm more looking for fit. Not always skill set. Like organizational fit yeah. or skill set fit? Organizational. Or physically fit. Organizational. Like I want to make sure that person can do the job. But on top of that, it's going to mesh with the organization. It's going to be there for five to ten years. Okay. That's like buying a house though. How can you even think about investing in a person? That's how I have to look at everybody because, you know, I want to hire so people who want to be there for the long term. Mm-hmm. I don't like I'm now working for a, a, an organization that we have a long term plan and I'm aligned with the vision of the of my company. It's, and so with that, what I like to say is there's a difference between external and internal recruiters, right? So 
as someone who's an internal recruiter, you reach out to them, they're going to be more interested. Yes, your skill sets are important. Of course. But they're really going to be more interested on top of your skill sets if you can mesh with everything and what their vision is. Mm -hmm. Unlike a headhunter who's looking for specific skill sets for a specific niche job Mm -hmm. that someone's willing to spend a lot of money for. So if you are, for the most part, there's sales recruiters, other things, it's a little bit different. But overall... And can I just say that part right there is my biggest issue because you don't see the person at the very beginning because you are being hired by a company through a technical recruiting agency to make as much money off a person as possible. And we did talk about it in a previous episode. Take about it. Don't ever discount them. I mean, they can definitely help you find a dream job. Real quick, real quick. Check out recruiters or friends. But what, and also, but is a judgment statement. What I'm hearing is you can't invest in someone yet but once you do then it's better for that person or that employee applicant so how do you cope with the very beginning of that where you don't feel that you have these skills and they could take months and they could take months and that's the thing that in the market today there is a lot of jobs. Unemployment's really low, so everyone's like, "What's wrong with me?" Right? Like, right. And that's especially the biggest someone issue. Like, it's such a mental head fuck. Part of my language, everybody. But like, I see posts all the time. It's like, you know, nobody wants me. Everybody hates me. Might as well eat worms. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Exactly. I'm just it is. Gonna not, eat worms. But the thing is, is, a lot of employers, depending on who you're reaching out to, it just might not be a good match. There's going to be somebody out there who appreciates what you bring to the table. It's just knowing how to key into that. And a lot of times this is as simple as fixing your resume, fixing the way you're reaching out, changing something. Um, I mean, like I know a person. And that's really hard from someone with, you know, bipolar. Okay. You say just change something. That is so hard. And it's so hard to cope with that feeling of inadequacy. Number one, because you feel that way anyway, because you're probably suicidal. And ruminating all your, you know, inefficiencies as a human being. Yep. So what would you suggest as a coping mechanism besides, you know, tweaking a resume or doing something else, calling someone else? How do you, from a recruiting standpoint, cope I don't and know move forward? You, I mean, like, you're just going to have to talk to people and friends, family, people who you care about. Help Have them help you with some of this. Because to be quite honest, there is some of it that is very obscure. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. Okay. Like when I do searches, I'm doing searches on things that most people don't realize. What do you, for example, so what like are you I need for? somebody who does X, and I'm just going to say X because it could be anything, and I don't want to have to like pen, pigeonhole myself too much. If you don't have the right keywords, if you don't have certain things, your resume is overlooked. If you have your font in a wrong format, if it's do you not use wrong, Comic Sans and mess everybody? What was that? Do not use Comic Sans. Comic? Yeah. It's Comica. Yeah. And so there's so many different things. The way you format stuff, if it uploads wrong, it might not load into their system to the way they can search it. All those things can actually happen. And they do on a regular basis. So honestly, what I always tell people to do is keep in mind that the recruiters are being told to look for something special. So when you see a job you like, Actually look at the job description, look at the requirements, and make sure you have some of those things in your resume. Because yeah. if the the base requirements, and so like you'll get government jobs mm-hmm. in the state of Texas specifically, 
A lot of other states have the same regulations. I don't know. All I know is Texas right now. They have to put their initial screening criteria in state jobs. So you have to meet that. So if you can show in your resume you meet X, Y, and Z, you're going to be screened in. And I would do that with every job, like base requirements. Hey, do I have three years doing X, Y, and Z? Have I ever used the system before? And if you have, before you apply, make sure to add that to your resume. It will take you more time, but it'll be more beneficial to you long term. Mm-hmm. The, the And I get the whole thing of just click and apply through Indeed, LinkedIn, all these systems. And it can work, but at the same time, it can work against you because you're just blanketing everybody with the same resume that's not getting you results. Exactly. And um, a resource for everybody is www.usajobs.gov. And yep. you can look up keywords for any job title department agency. Yep. Um, occupation, any location in the U.S., Um, and it is an official website of the United States government, so you can count on those jobs being legitimate. Also, another resource, if you are looking for work, is um, workintexas.com, and it's run by the Texas Workforce Commission. Every state has one. Exactly. And um, they also have a workforce solutions dictionary. Yep. And we will also provide all of these resources in the description of this podcast. Well, that and a lot of these places have resume viewing and screening and helping tips with how to write your resume. But on top of that, so like a thing that a lot of people don't realize, when you like LinkedIn, a lot of people don't realize how powerful it can be for them. And LinkedIn, you owe me something. Um, but for me personally... I spend 65% of my day on LinkedIn looking for people and talking to people. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. There is a button on LinkedIn where you can turn on your profile for um, people like me to let them know that you're looking active, for a new job. Yeah, recruiters telling them that you're actively searching for a position. Yep. And if you're currently employed, you your current employers cannot see it. Well, it's only for... We're hoping not. We can't say 100%. I mean, let's get real. Currently... They're not going to be looking overall. We're 2009 LinkedIn at this moment. Yeah. But long story short, so a lot of the jobs are posted on there. We'll actually have the recruiter listed on the job. Reach out. Ask. This is good advice, everybody. The number one thing you can do is get to them, and especially if it's an internal recruiter, for a company that you want to work at, Hey, Mm -hmm. what can I do? Because their job is to find people that they need for their company. On top of that, they want to find people that are going to be there for the long term. So if you're reaching out to them, it puts you in top of You're cutting out the middleman. It's like selling groceries from a grocery store versus BA, which blue prone. Yep. They are definitely not sponsoring us yet, so I'm not going to say. But no. But yeah, it's cutting out the middleman. You go straight to the source. You have a better... Yep. Opportunity and for you know what? It's going to be hard because I will tell you quite blunt, a lot of recruiters might not get back to you. You want to know why? Because they're getting hit up by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They don't have always the time that you that everybody gets angry about, right? Like I wrote back to X, Y, and Z. No one ever responded back. So now, so let's like bring that. it back. Then, if you know you say that, then people probably I I mean it's whatever. Wait, 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 real quick. So probably half and half people accept responsibility for maybe they you know, don't qualify for that job or the other half of it have some sort of anxiety or depression situation. So how would you, what would you tell them? Yeah. Well, you know what? It happens to all of us. That's the thing is it's not you. 
That's the whole thing. You're going to end up with a company that appreciates you. Your search and being as okay, honest as you can and what then. you're looking for, you're going to find the place that you want to be, that wants you, that's okay with what you're going through, and that knows that you're worth more. Mm-hmm. So do you really want to be a part of a company that doesn't think that of you? No. Welcome to Wear No Alamo, the relationship podcast. Do yep. you really want to be with someone who doesn't appreciate exactly. you as a person? And the same no, with a company, you you're going to spend more time where you work than you do at home. You know, I spend more time with my colleagues than I do with Paige. Yeah. And that's a fact. And you know what? That's the way it's going to be. So. I and last week you place. said something that really put me on the defensive. Like, what have you done, Paige, for this? You know, what have you done for you know, what good? And it really, yeah, you're shaking your head, but. I really appreciate that because it really it was made harsh. Me think. And it was said it not was hard. in the right way. It was hard, but it was real. And it really strengthened my resolve to tell you, okay, Matthew, let me let's bring it back a minute. Let's like rewind and resolve it because here's what I've done. And here's what makes me proud of myself mm-hmm. and my life and me and as And that's an what you have to do when you're on the job search. It's hard. It I, is hard. It's so hard because you're like and I want people to take that. Like, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and be like, a, no, a lady I've I work done with, this. A lady I work with applied 150 times to the same company for multiple different openings, had three interviews before she got hired. Yes. That's called persistence. And sometimes and it's not you. It's the fact that if you want to look at the whole system, the, the hiring system, the way it is today is broken. It doesn't work. It is not good for everybody. There are if you want to help this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe on please. iTunes, Apple iTunes, wherever you get podcasts. Also, if you're a legislature um, or in the legislature's office, please submit some bills that'll help us figure this problem out. And unfortunately, it's just the fact that software sucks because we moved to too much AI and we're not about the people anymore. You're talking to someone who works in IT. I do too. I mean, I feel you. I mean, that's the whole thing. I'm not arguing. It's a it, like. Hiring is a is a people thing. And so you have to find the right people for the right position. And it's hard to hear. And a lot of people won't hear this. A lot of people aren't qualified for the jobs they apply for. You're just not. And nothing against you. It's just... Why would it be anything against me? Well, not saying you personally, Paige, but whoever it is who's applying for those jobs. Right. It's like, oh, I have this degree. I deserve X. I think it's also time to be realistic with what your what your skill set is. Everyone has to start from the bottom and work their way up. And Okay, well, with that... Or at least use their skills appropriately, not be like, hey, I was a director over X. I can be a director over something that has nothing to do with what I've been doing. And that's where life. your background information, that's where context comes exactly. in. Exactly. You have to make sure your context is appropriate. Exactly. And how would you like to leave this topic... Just, you know, don't lose heart. It's hard. But there are lots of things out there that can help you. Mm-hmm. And I think utilizing all those options is great. Please reach out to us here at Wana. I can give you multiple ideas mm-hmm. on how to do it. We're not at gmail.com. Yes. Check out our Facebook page. Please do, because honestly, the job search is a very big bear. It's hard. It makes you want to cry. It makes you just it lack self-esteem. <laughs> But the thing is, is it's not you. It's so many other things. There's so many things you can do to improve your chances of finding your dream job. Um, and, and that's what I want and to And if you would there. email us, honestly, 
you will read it on the podcast. You will be helping others in this situation, right? So gmail.com, check us out on Facebook. And for this last segment of the podcast, instead of mastery and self soothe, um, which is an intensive outpatient, you know, know, practice, we are going to start something else. Um, So background real quick. About three years ago, I had the idea to start a child's book about Panda. It was called The Great Panda Adventures. And if you haven't seen it, um, on our Instagram or Facebook page, Panda is my service animal for my PTSD. And she's a mini poodle and she's a maze. So I want to write a children's book about all the things that she's experienced growing up. And every week, we're going to end the podcast with something that Panda would have learned so this week, Matthew, what do you think Panda would have learned? What adventure would Panda have gone on this, during this episode? This episode, I think Panda would have gone on an adventure of job search engines. Panda gets her first job? No. <sighs> tries to get her first job. Panda tries to get her first job. Tries. She tries so hard. She does try so hard. And then she'll get her first job as a service dog. She meets me and she's finally fulfilled What she realizes she's not qualified for the job she really wanted. I'm just joking. What was her job that she really wanted? A secretary. Oh, man. I thought she wanted to be a joking. welder. <laughs> she has no she thumbs. She has no opposable thumbs. <laughs> I love <laughs> no it. No thumbs. I have no <laughs> thumbs. Oh, I love it. Okay, so the great panda adventure is Panda Finds a Job for this week. Uh... Everybody, thank you so much as always for tuning in this week. Remember, we love you. We want you to stay with us and you're not alone because we we are are no no Alamo. Ciao for now, everybody. Cheers, y'all.